Welcome to episode zero of Strange New Worlds. Uh, this is Michael Wong. I'm the host of Strange New Worlds. Episode zero is really for working out the kinks and the bugs, testing out the equipment, finding an actual place to record this thing, and seeing if I can actually sit down and listen to myself afterwards uh, speak for so long about Star Trek and science. So, uh, yeah, we're working out the kinks because I am just a Trekkie, just a scientist, not a podcaster at all. I have no idea what I am doing. So what do you do when you venture out into the unknown? Well, you bring a friend along. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and beam her in. I've never operated a transporter before, so I'm kind of scared, but I'm going to do my best. It's uh, very technical, I hear, and I didn't quite learn all the physics that I need for transporters in grad school, so uh, here, here goes nothing. Hey, Mike. <laughs> Elise, you're here! I mean, am I really here? You just uh, kind of killed me. What? I mean, you just disassembled all of the atoms and everything in the old Elise, and now there's a new one sitting here, right? So you kind of killed the old one. Well, yeah, your atoms were, like, disassembled, and then uh, somehow they were recorded uh, in a large computer that knew exactly where every single subatomic particle of your being was, and then turned it into energy E equals mc squared, right? And then, like, zapped that energy somewhere else and then reassembled you. So aren't you just... The same? I mean, if I were to take apart every piece of you bit by bit using, like, tongs and a scalpel, that would be called killing that you, would right? Be, that would hurt yeah. a lot. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I feel it a little hurt that you murdered me to get me here. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I just beamed you here. That's, like, the coolest form of transportation ever. I mean, maybe for cargo, but not for people. I guess. So So what you're saying you're, is, is you died and then you came back to life. I'm more of the enterprise state of mind. I'd rather take a shuttlecraft if I have the, ch have the choice next time. Okay, okay, wait. So, so, so in order to beam you here, I had to kill you? I think so, yeah. Although there's a lot of debate about this. If you're the type of person who believes in a soul, is that physically like attached to the cells in your body, to the atoms in your body, and does that follow you around even if your physical form sort of deteriorates and then comes back together? I mean, like, I don't know. The whole idea of a person being in one place at one time is kind of difficult when you start thinking about it too hard, because if I were to take your brain and chop it into little bits and let them communicate with each other using like a radio or something, and kept moving them further and further apart, but all of the neurons could still interact in the same way using this kind of transmission, you would still perceive yourself as being wherever your eyes were, even though your actual brain, your seat of consciousness, would be in all sorts of different places. I think you're blowing my mind into many different places right now. I, <laughs> um, yeah, so this is one of those big uh, philosophical debates that even, like, sort of sends you into the metaphysical realm. I mean... Uh, Star Trek does that a lot. Star Trek definitely does that a lot, uh, especially with the whole, I mean, you know, the Vulcan Katra sort of thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. They almost sort of established the idea that a soul exists in the Star Trek universe. Definitely. So perhaps I'm wrong about getting murdered every time you stand into a transporter, <laughs> but at least in this world, I think you better stop pressing that button. Okay, okay. <laughs> so... I'm starting a new Science of Star Trek podcast. The inspiration for this was basically I was 
reading about the the new Star Trek Discovery trailer, which was so exciting. It came out a few weeks ago, and I was listening to other podcasts, pick it apart, and looking at articles online, pick it apart. And I was like, there's so much beautiful like science to be talked about in here, and nobody seems to be giving that science its due justice. You know, I, I want to hear about that. And then I decided, well, you know, if other people aren't talking about it, why not try to talk about it myself and bring in other people like you um, to to help explain some of that science. This podcast called Strange New Worlds basically is going to be a gateway, using Star Trek as a gateway to talk about science and give listeners a different perspective on Star Trek that they might not get from listening to other podcasts or just reading about it online. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's a really great tool to help expose scientists to the public. That's the mission of Strange New Worlds. Is it going to be a five-year mission? Oh, I don't know. So <laughs> the, the, the main idea was, hey, Discovery's coming out in the fall. Let's try to follow it as it comes out week by week and talk about it from the point of view of scientists. And we can warm up over the summer by looking back at old episodes of Star Trek. We have, well, more than 700 to pick from, and then there's 13 movies out there. So I feel like we have plenty of material to talk about here. Are you going to be murdering any other guests? You know what? Uh, we may just uh, rely on subspace communications for uh, people who are too far away. Uh, but if at all possible, you know, definitely bring people in to, to be in the studio with us. And, you know, we're at Caltech, so I should have mentioned that I'm a grad student at Caltech. There's plenty of amazing science that's going on here, especially in the realm of planetary science and astrophysics and astrobiology. Uh, and so there's people that we can pick out and that we'll probably start with here at Caltech. It's easy to, you know, grab a friend and say, hey, let's talk about this concept that we saw in the trailer or in this episode. Uh, but eventually we'll, we'll bring people over subspace or, or, or Skype. <laughs> um, so who is this podcast for? I, I, I intend for this to be listened to mainly by Trekkies out there who are not necessarily scientists but are really curious about science and want to learn more about science. And also people who are scientists or are, are very science enthusiastic uh, might want to tune into this podcast if they're kind of curious about Star Trek. And Star Trek Discovery is coming out, which is a major thing. It's going to be broadcast all over the world, um, streamed all over the world, actually. And I think that it's going to gather a lot of new fans. And those those new fans may like a, a Science of Star Trek podcast if they're so inclined. So, Or if you just want to sound really smart while you're watching episodes with your friends. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my motivation. That's why I'm at Caltech. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think a lot of these episodes are going are, are gonna to go uh, as such. We're going to gather around. We're going to talk about Star Trek, be it the new trailer or an episode, and then try to tie something that we see in that episode um, or trailer of Star Trek to a concept in science and then have a sort of scientific discussion about that. And we're going to be bringing in a lot of different people to interview them about the science that they do. We'll want to first get to know these people, right, and know who they are, know what their background in Star Trek and in science is. So I'm going to uh, pretend to interview you here right, as our go. first guest.
first of all, who are you? I'm Elise Cutts. I'm a second year undergraduate here at Caltech studying geology. And uh, my research focus, I work with Professor Bethany Elman on Mars meteorites. Um, so I'm very interested in Mars and just worlds in general. I've always been very interested in just how planets work, how the Earth works. I was one of those kids who was always, always covered in dirt and picking up rocks. Uh, I guess that kind of reflects on my career path now. <laughs> um, but now I get paid for it. I'm, I'm also a huge Trekkie. I got into it with uh, the 2009 movie, and I'm really excited to be here doing this. Yeah. That's it, me. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's wonderful that, that you mentioned the 2009 movie because I feel like before Discovery comes out, that that was the like the previous sort of entry point into the Star Trek Yeah, mythos. absolutely. Like, I had never heard of it before. Um, my mom grew up watching the series, and so when I went and saw this new science fiction movie, I was like, oh, yes, space. I like space. I'll go watch this space movie. Um, and it was great. It was really flashy, really entertaining, just a good movie all around. And so I really liked it. And I was like, Mom, you, you watched this show called Star Trek as a kid, right? And she said, yeah. Like, do you want to see some of the other episodes? And I was like, oh, yes, please show me. And they were on Netflix. And so I watched the original series right after watching 2009 because I needed more of those characters. It was very different. But being the angsty middle schooler that I was, I loved liking something that not everybody else liked. And so I watched every episode over and over and over again. I think I've seen the original series now probably four or five times through from the beginning. I mean, even though I didn't grow up with that series, it's nostalgia for me because it's, it's the first one that I really watched. And my mom definitely got me into it, and she loved it, that I was watching this show that she had been, like, standing around a black and white TV to watch when she was a kid. Well, shout out to your mom there. She did a good job. <laughs> uh, for me, it was uh, my dad, actually. So I'm a, a few years older than you. So I didn't get into Star Trek through the 2009 movie. By the time that rolled around, I was, you know, deep inside of Star Trek fandom. I had grown up watching Voyager and then Enterprise and then got really sad when Enterprise was canceled. And then 2009 uh, came out. Uh, I remember thinking that 2009 was a really bad idea, and I went into it very nervous, but also very excited because, hey, you know, it's finally we get some new Star Trek. Uh, and then I loved the movie. You know, I was cheering, I was crying, it was wonderful. Um, and so, yeah, I was introduced to Star Trek by my dad, who was uh, a fan of the original series. Uh, when Enterprise came out, I was like, yes, this is going to be my show. Like, I'm going to watch it from beginning to end. And, and I did. And it was far too short. Uh, just four seasons. So I've loved Star Trek ever since I was a little kid. Uh, and it definitely inspired me to go into planetary science to basically explore strange new worlds and seek out new life. So Elise, why do you love Star Trek so much? I think I just like the idea of exploration a lot. And the idea that there are things out there, just if, if you look up at the sky and you just pick any, any point that you can point your finger at, that there's a chance that there's somebody out there looking back at you, maybe, maybe pointing their finger <laughs> up at that same piece of sky that you're standing in. And Star Trek was just kind of the most earnest and hopeful look at the future that kind of took that into consideration. Part of what I liked about Star Trek was that, I mean, I grew up in the, the, the great boom of dystopian like, youth novels and shows. And while I loved them, I can't lie, uh, Star Trek was something that came out of a time when hope was really, really needed. It came out of a time when people really needed to believe there was a bright future at the end of a really, really dark part of human history. So it, it has this sort of earnest hopefulness 
that a lot of other shows just didn't have. And as addictive as downtrodden views of the future might be, there's something about hope that keeps you coming back. So that really got me into Star Trek. And then, I mean, I love geology and uh, planets, and I was one of those space nerds as a kid who would run around screaming about black holes to anybody who would listen to me. And so that it just sort of fed into that as well. And part of the reason I'm here studying geology and planetary surfaces is because Star Trek got me interested in them. Well, now with this podcast, you can scream about black holes to the entire interwebs. Um, how would you like to co-host this podcast with me? How would I like to? Do? I would love to. I would love to co-host it with you, so long as you don't be me in next time. Okay, we'll, we'll do it by shuttlecraft. <laughs>